in the morning when you need the news that matters most. They can kiss my fucking ass right downtown and print it. You need the front page. All these mother editorials. On the press box. They're really, really behind you around here. My fucking ass. With Graney and Bischoff. Rip them mother Rip them touch suckers like the fucking players. Is that like someone tonight after the Golden Knights go down 3 <laughs> No, they're winning the night, Ed. The <laughs> okay. Golden Knights are going to win right. tonight. All right. um, okay, we have some reports from Major League Baseball that they are going to start cracking down on pitchers using illegal substances. Uh, it's going to begin in earnest after they told the owners. Uh, USA Today had a story that there have been thousands of baseballs taken out of games to be inspected. This season? This season, and hundreds of them have been found to have illegal substances on them. Then why aren't guys getting disciplined? They haven't figured out how to do it because everybody's <laughs> doing it. Um, Major League Baseball, not exactly on top of stopping <laughs> cheating. Not exactly progressive <laughs> when they want to uh, clean up the sport. So there's a story. Uh, so USA Today wrote a story about it, but there's a story in Sports Illustrated talking about this too. And they've got like anonymous pitchers that say like, yes, I use sunscreen and whatever else to do this. <laughs> They've got pitchers that are like, yeah, I don't use it, but I've had pitching coaches tell me to use it and that I'm falling behind by not using it. The reason you use anything to get a better grip is to increase your spin rate because your spin rate makes the fastball harder to hit, makes it, you know, faster in the zone. It's much higher in the zone, harder to hit, makes your curveball break more. Story in Sports Illustrated, according to the data, the LA Dodgers have the largest margin... (sighs) In the year-to-year increase of any club in spin rate on four-seam fastballs. In fact, the Dodgers' four-seam spin rate is higher than any other team in the StatCast era. The Dodgers declined to comment. You ain't cheating, you ain't trying. Uh, I will say this, and of course you put it on the rundown. You always go back to Trevor Bauer. It's oh, become, you know he's getting It's caught. become a cliche. He it's like become admitted a cliche. it. It's become a cliche. Without saying it, he admitted it. I'm almost surprised. I've got to be honest. This uh, who I don't know who wrote it for uh, SI. But was it John Iman? I'm, I'm not sure who read it for SI. But you must have some pretty pretty uh, reliable sources or guys must really respect you even to go off the record on that yeah. and abuse a source. Because if you say, oh, I've been doing it, man, you must really trust that guy that you're saying it to. And obviously they do. But uh, Trevor Bauer's career is not over. I think he's gone six innings each start this year. Uh, he's kind of dealing. Um, so I'm not saying he doesn't maybe doctor it up. But uh, you know what? Then discipline somebody. I can't believe hundreds of balls have been taken out and they're not progressive enough to say, should we do something? Yeah. How many does it take to yeah. actually like tell a guy, eh, we took 10 of your 10 of your pitches out and they're all been doctored. We should at least have you sit a game. I think it's because someone walked into Manfred's office and went, okay, we need to suspend uh, 300 pitchers. <laughs> <laughs> so it's going to be a lot of position, guys. They had to wait for AAA to get up and running so they could actually call up some guys to replace them all. So it was Stephanie Epstein and Alex Pruitt who wrote the story for SI. And here, well, I got a pop-up ad covering it. Uh, One NL reliever who says he does not apply anything to the baseball because the sticky stuff disrupts the feel of a sinker says his pitching coach suggested that he try it this year. An AL reliever who says he uses a mixture of sunscreen and rosin recalls a spring training meeting in 2019 in which his pitching coach told the group, a lot of people around the league are using sticky stuff to make their fastballs have more lift, and if you're not using it, you should consider it because you're kind of behind. 
So amazing. Jared's right. They it's didn't amazing. want to suspend every pitcher in Major League Baseball. Man. Suspend the pitching coaches. <laughs> yeah, maybe those are the guys that should get bumped. So I am very curious what the crackdown that's being well, reported what, what does looks that, like. Do, yeah, what does that mean? I mean, literally, what you're going to start saying, you know, if you're the one who gets doctors the ball, you're, you're, you miss three starts. I mean, like you just said, they're so far behind in this. You, what, are you going to catch up overnight and just start docking guys' well, games? Before the season started, they said they were going to start looking at it and said they well, were going to I think they're looking people. at it. They're just not doing anything right. about and it. So, yeah, they've been looking at it and not doing anything. So, yeah, what I mean, are they going to put out a memo and say, stop doing this now? And if you do it now, we'll start suspending you? I, I, I don't know. It's just bizarre. But, yeah, it, it appears every every report there is implies that at least 50% of the pitchers in baseball are doing it. So I'm fascinated to see how this happens and how Major League Baseball handles it. Next question. 10,000 volunteers have dropped out of working the Olympics. An AP story. Apparently, there are about 80,000 volunteers that uh, are set to work the Olympics in Tokyo. But these 10,000 have dropped out. Some have said it was because of concerns with COVID. Japan is at less than 5% vaccination or vaccinated rate as far as their population goes. Uh, and obviously, the IOC says this is no big deal. We will have the Olympics. Well, Having covered a few Olympics, 80,000 to me seems low because there are more volunteers at Olympics you'd ever imagine uh, everywhere. Everywhere you look, there's there's volunteers. Um, I guess 5% sort of alarming in Japan that 5% has yeah, been vaccinated. Yeah. Uh, but hell or high water, the Olympics are going through that they are not going to skip another year. So I imagine now it's up to the athletes. I don't know who she was. I was walking by a TV in Denver. It was an American athlete explaining why she was going to go. And she, you know, the concerns about COVID wasn't a big deal. And look, we say it all the time every four years. They have worked their entire lives for that moment. And I think most of them are just going to go. I just, you know, when you work your entire life, especially if you're either you're at the end of your chance to be in the Olympics or it's your first one, it's going to take a lot, I think, for athletes to stay home. I yeah, just think, I especially if they're vaccinated. Yeah, I, the IOC, their estimation is eighty percent of the athletes are going to be vaccinated that come over. So, I mean, I'd get vaccinated as an athlete, yeah. but if I'm vaccinated, I'm probably going. Yeah, I if I was, I, I would be going too. I yeah, I wouldn't be. Do you wait out. too long? See, yeah. your whole life, every day is for those few weeks. You're, if I'm vaccinated, I'm going. Yeah. Is anyone else confused why the IOC can't afford to pay people? Yeah, that is a good question. Like, the Olympics, they come in and they, like, make their own laws in countries. So, yeah. I guess in, in part of that is, yeah, we're not going to pay our labor. We're just going to have 80,000 volunteers. Man, you know, that's a great question. The Las Vegas Aces beat the New York Liberty yesterday. They tried really hard to blow a 19-point lead. They were blowing out the Liberty in the first quarter, but they still ended up winning. Asia Wilson had 30 points her season high. And Bill Lambeer is now the second winningest coach in WNBA history. Do you ever find it <laughs> ironic when Asia Wilson scores 30 and is kind of the player they feed down the stretch when Lambeer afterwards says, I call timeout to say get the ball to Asia? <laughs> the MVP from yes, last year. Yes. I said, let's get I, her I the said, ball. I said, let's get her the ball. <laughs> it's kind of like that was the one quote I saw last night. Like, I called timeout. To say, let's get Asia the ball. It's like, okay, who else would get the ball? I mean, like, it was hilarious. Like, did you just say that to say that? Did you really call timeout and say, get it to the best player in the, on our team? I, I don't know. And if you did, do you have to? Shouldn't they know that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was, I don't know. 
Good for them. I mean, I, I just thought that that was kind of amusing. Is that something you say? Now, this is the key. Had she not played well down the stretch and missed a bunch of shots, <laughs> would you have said I called timeout and said get the ball to Asia? I don't know if that would have happened. The Aces blew the lead as Asia Wilson missed five yeah. of her last six shots. Lambeer postgame. Yeah, I told him to feed her and it didn't work out. Or would he say, I told him not to pass to exactly. her and they kept doing it. That is a good point. But yeah, he's I got love the that second quote. I love wins. that quote. It was great. <laughs> Great question. Thank you. The U.S. men's national team beat Honduras 1-0 yesterday in the CONCACAF Nations League semifinal. We're in the final now against Mexico. Are you excited? Is there a lunch on it? No, (laughs) there's a trophy. The U.S. can win a little trophy. There's a lunch. You got to be. This is the first ever Nations League final. I barely even know what it is. What did you text me the day if there was? Are we doing another bet? Text me about something that we're going to bet. No, I said if we have another bet, you have to wear the Golden Knights blazer. Oh, that blazer. Yeah, yeah just the TV. next bet we do, that's that's going to be the payoff. Looks good on you, though. You you got to wear the blazer, Ed. Okay. Bust it out. How about that thing? Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> Jared, have you seen that? No. I don't even know who he is. He's like a local guy. I don't know who he is. Uh, what is blazer. it, Channel 8? Or no, Channel 3. I think it's three. Yeah, Channel I three. three. I don't know who the host is either, I but who he is. wearing a Golden Knights blazer. But the blazer the is just totally Golden Knights. Yeah, we, we're we known for our journalistic integrity <laughs> in this town. That's a great, great question. Alex Rodriguez, maybe, wants to move the Timberwolves to Seattle. So TwinCities.com had a story, and in that story they wrote, the word is Kevin Garnett, wants the franchise to remain in Minnesota, but Alex Rodriguez wants to move it to Seattle. So there's not exactly like multiple sources are reporting. It's the word is. So I don't really know what to do with the word is, but they also in that story implied that Kevin Garnett was going to be part of the ownership group. And I don't understand why you would bring Kevin Garnett in to be a part of it to just then move the team out of Minnesota. I mean, are they just connecting dots because of A-Rod in Seattle and Seattle wants a team? I don't think so. I would think they're just connecting dots, but I mean... (laughs) To me, it's like, well, what's the percentage A-Rod owns and what's the percentage KG owns? Because if I'm A-Rod, I mean, it would make sense if I'm A-Rod. If you're going to move it, people said, would he move to Vegas? I would expect him that he'd more want to be Seattle. Seattle probably is the first one getting a team. He you know, played seven or eight seasons there. I, Seattle makes a lot of sense. Now, again, I don't know how much KG owns of that team. Is well, he part of the group? It, no, none of it right now. Well, then. This is just a potential. Again, well, the then, word is sorry, they, KG. they might bring on Kevin Garnett to help oh, to well. be a part of the group. But even a- A-Rod's not even the majority guy. It's the Mark Lore. He, like, A-Rod's just there in name more than likely. I mean, I think, I mean, I know why KG'd want it in, in Minnesota, but if, a- if A-Rod has more juice or power in that, well, <laughs> uh, correct me there. He's got juice. That was a long time ago. Um, so <laughs> Worked out for him. <laughs> it's time to get more juice. Uh I mean, like you, they might just be connecting the dots here because obviously the Timberwolves have been on the block for a long time with Glenn Taylor. He finally let's go. There's always been a situation where would they would they relocate it out of Minnesota? So it might be as easy as A. Rod's never said this, but they're like, oh, Seattle's going to get the first team, so this might be the guy to bring it to. Might, there might be nothing to this. Next question. Nevada passed a law last weekend that will allow college athletes to profit off their name, image, and likeness. Nevada is the 17th state that has passed a law that will allow college athletes to make money off of their name. So UNLV and Nevada can win a national title now, right? Because they're going to get better players because of this? Yeah, of course. Pay the players. 
Well, Nevada's baseball team's in the uh, regional in the college baseball, so they, they've made some strides forward. Probably, You're talking about basketball and football? get eliminated. You're talking about yeah. football and basketball? Yeah. I mean, I don't think they're winning national titles, but I completely agree with the rule because I think they should yeah. get paid for that stuff. So it's not um, – the actual universities are not allowed to pay them. This is simply a – car dealership a Pepsi. restaurant says Whatever. hey yeah, sponsorship yeah. unlv's point guard unlv's quarterback well, we want to put you in a, in a commercial maybe they get to wear a jacket with the golden knights all over it and they get paid for their uh, image and likeness there uh, i think they just put you in a jacket and call it a day <laughs> might be more hey. <laughs> whatever the whatever gets the check right <laughs> dude i mean I, I i'm easy here when it comes to the money so you know whatever i gotta do so it's it's fascinating that you the other part of this that's interesting is that 17 states have passed this law. And the Nevada law specifically reads that the NCAA cannot punish UNLV, Nevada, or their athletes for having their players get paid. And I find it fascinating that a state can write a law that says the NCAA cannot punish one of its own member teams. If that's true, I mean, there's just no no power at the NCAA level. If this is the 17th state to do it, I assume that, that, that everyone can do this. We're going to... More than likely this summer, the NCAA is probably going to have to pass something itself that sort of makes it uniform. Because again, right now it's only 17 of 50. So like only some schools are allowed to start doing this. And the presumption is the NCAA is going to say, okay, we're going to pass something that's sort of a blanket. So everybody's playing under the same rules. Maybe an obvious question. Why have there only been 17 then? Yeah, I mean, well, if I'm a state and I, you know, I'm like, hey, if everyone else is doing it. And, and that means, like you said, our teams essentially might be able to get better athletes and better teams. What's the what's the hard point of it? it you're not forcing the car dealership to do it for the quarterback. No. You're just saying, hey, if they want to, let the kid earn some money. I think it's more about if I'm in some state's legislature, I have bigger issues than, hey, is the quarterback of the football team able to be in a commercial or not? Like, it's the I mean, stupid part of this is that state legislation has to be the ones to say, hey, you can pay these guys to be in a commercial. That's like, the stupid part. Like, you mean the like NCAA. enacting taxes for huge stadiums? Yeah, you probably shouldn't be doing that do. either. You got more a important things to do with the legislature. Special session. Get a special session for this. You're not getting a special section for the image and likeness. <laughs> I hope not. And like you said, I hope there's more important things going on. Nope, this is it. All right. Coming up next, we'll get into the Raiders' parking plan. But first. We got some tickets to give away to British Rock Royalty coming to Las Vegas Ballpark on Saturday, June 26th. They'll be performing songs from The Who, Pink Floyd, David Bowie, Queen, and Led Zeppelin. You also get state-of-the-art lighting, video, and laser show followed by a fireworks display. You'll get two tickets. Caller number six right now at 702-364-1100. 364-1100 to go see British Rock Royalty at Las Vegas Ballpark. Yeah, I feel like I'm better than ever. Um, I train hard this offseason. I'm still going hard, uh, learning this new system, um, helping the young guys, being around the young guys, uh, even helping me get even better, um, uh, being accountable uh, of a lot of things, uh, uh, trying to be that leader for the younger guys and so I can be good for myself and as a team, uh, for my teammates. Um, but I feel like I'm better than ever. I'm prepared. I'm ready. Uh, I practice hard. Um, my fundamentals and just the way I approach each day. Live from the Finley Toyota ESPN Las Vegas Studios, this is the Press Box with Grady and Bischoff. So the Raiders unveiled their parking plan for Allegiant Stadium yesterday. They're going to have some off-site lots that are about $40. 
they're going to have some closer to the stadium for about a hundred bucks. So parking for Allegiant Stadium. What do you make of the pricing and the and what the Raiders rolled out? Ed is taking an Uber to Garth Brooks. No, no I just talking to Tyler during the break. I mean, I know people I've seen on Twitter and, you know, the easy look, the, the cliche is going to be gouging and how can you charge this much? Then go to another NFL city. I don't, you know, just compare it. I mean, I look, I don't know every NFL city, but it's the NFL. The NFL is about making money at every turn and every way. I'm trying to think back when I was in San Diego going to Charger game some years ago. I don't think it was 100, but it was probably like 50. That's a while ago. So, I, like, I saw these prices yesterday, and I didn't even blink just because I just assumed that's what the NFL does, and they make a lot of money. Yeah, so for Raider games, there's a couple. The, the $40 lots are How the ones. How far are they? They're a, they're a little bit further away. I I mapped it on my phone. It said it took 30 minutes to walk from there to the stadium, which here's the thing. A 30-minute walk is not bad to a stadium, but you paid $40 to walk 30 minutes. Like, Especially if you're drinking all the way. And if it's but you see that at a lot of NFL stadiums. Uh, Denver, I know for one, maybe Kansas City that I've been to, ba- ba- uh, Buffalo, where people wa- walk a long way. Now, they're mostly always drinking. But they That's, see they they don't seem I'll put it this way they don't seem to mind it. It's it's actually sort of part of the fun. Yeah, it's all it's almost part of the experience. And you walk through yeah. everybody's like cookout and barbecue. Yes. And just be like, hey guys, what well, are you drinking? You're the, not walking after the game back as well. <laughs> you're not walking as well. But I've seen it a lot of NFL stadiums where, like Jared said. They kind of just accept it. Like, a lot of things in the NFL are accepted. It's like, oh, this is just part of what we have to do to go in an NFL game. Now, other events at that stadium, I don't know if people are going to be so jazzed up. Right. So there's going to be eight or nine home games for the Raiders every year. And this is this is going to be no problem. Getting no. out's going to suck. Uh, they even the the lady from the transportation authority even said that yesterday that we'll probably have some bottlenecks after the game because everybody leaves at the same right. time. So leaving's going to suck. But eight or nine Raider games, even if you paid a hundred bucks every time, I don't think that's too weird. The part that I'm fascinated about. You're going to a Garth Brooks concert. How much are you? Paying I don't know how much I'm gonna pay. Yeah, I, I don't know that. Because I don't know that. Is Doesn't this the, going to don't be the, the price? Raiders control my Garth Brooks parking? Yeah, they it, yeah, they do. So is this the price for everything? If you go to a concert at Legion Stadium, are you spending a hundred bucks to park close to that stadium? I can tell you based on the person I'm going to that concert with. <laughs> you will not be Hello, Bonnie. <laughs> Oh, 40s on the table to debate, debate right now. <laughs> 100s off the table. I have no I have no chance to get near it. So either 40s maybe on the table or the apps coming up and how far from Uber do we get to go yeah. in terms of uh driving. So that's what I'm curious cuz I plan on going to the Gold Cup final at the end of July at Allegiant Stadium. How much would you pay? I don't think you'd pay 100. I don't think I want to pay a hundred. I think no, you don't gonna, want to. Nobody I'm wants to. Make my girlfriend drop me off or something <laughs> if she's not going. Like I like it's it's brutal. So that's my question. And then obviously the UNLV part of this, right? right because right. I I pulled up UNLV's joint lease agreement, uh, joint use agreement here, and licensee, which is UNLV, shall have the right to establish the parking fees charged for use um, in the designated tailgating areas on the premises. They get so, the money. No, no. Well, they get they get some of the they money. get a percentage of it. They get uh, the net revenue of it. So, yeah. Okay. So there. So what that means is UNLV can set the price for parking spots that are on Allegiant Stadium's site, but Allegiant Stadium's parking plan includes off-site 
parking lots. That goes to the Raiders. And all of that is controlled by the Raiders. So UNLV can say, okay, on site, we're going to charge $5, $100, whatever. They, we're not going to charge anything. They can decide that on site, but off site, because they only have a few thousand spots on site. It's not many, but anything off site is the Raiders complete control. So if the Raiders want to say, hey, yeah, you can use this lot that we charge 40 bucks for, but we're charging 40 bucks for it. Yeah, you're not paying 40 bucks to walk 30 minutes to UNLV football game when your ticket costs 22. The good news is there won't be any bottlenecks because most people will have left by the (laughs) third quarter. Oh, I thought we had the. I thought with Jared's facial expression, I thought he and I had the same layup where you said there's only a few thousand spaces on site. And I'm like, well, they'll, you know, maybe fill them. (laughs) I mean, there were a couple layups there in your statements that were probably, uh, probably. You know, he's fine. I mean, you're fine. Okay, let me ask you this. You're right. Like, the tickets are, I don't know if they're, are they 22 in that stadium? Well, okay. everything's going to be higher. You could have gotten season tickets for $99. And Allegiant? For UNLV, the cheapest one. Okay. Now, that you had to buy those before Allegiant was actually finished. So now it's like 125 Is it, That's the cheapest. It's still fine. Right. So what would you charge? Parking 20 Do you even charge, like, do you even charge that much? Like UNLV, I don't know. Like, most people go to UNLV football games in the past. They're not paying for parking. They're parking for free. So all of a sudden, your tickets are more expensive and... You now got to pay 20, 40, 50 bucks to park? They might pay for 20 over over walking that long far. They might not like it. I'm not saying everyone's going to yeah. like it, but if I'm there and I'm tailgating, I might not like it, but I might be paying it just for the fact is I don't want to walk 30 minutes. Do you you used to have to pay to park for 51's games? You did? Yes. Do you did you have to pay to park for uh, Lights FC yeah, games? 5 bucks. That was unreasonable to me. Yeah, so it was. it was completely like I'll walk if I'm a NFL fan. Like Jared said, I'm walking 30 minutes because it's part of the experience. I'm not walking 30 minutes for UNLV football. I'd probably more at just pay the 20 bucks and walk 10 feet into the stadium to watch the team. I might not like it, but I, I think that I'm going to say, and I don't know if it's Desiree, whoever, whoever UNLV decides these things. I won't be surprised if it's like 20. I mean, I'm not saying it's right. I'm just saying they're going to probably in their own mind gauge who wants to walk or who will pay just to get in and say, I'm just getting to the game. Well, So the way this reads, whatever the cost of parking running is. the parking lots, which I assume is just paying the people that are out there, yeah, just UNLV their... only gets the net revenue. So if UNLV didn't charge anything, they probably have to pay money. No, you got to charge something. Yeah, so they're going to presumably charge something to park on site, so... Not great. Here's my here's my big thing though. I think the Raiders' goal here is to make it to where nobody ever drives to Allegiant Stadium. I think their objective is that everybody either walks from the strip or takes a ride share or a taxi or Jared's bus. Right? Like I think that's their goal here is that nobody drives because they built a stadium right. with like seven parking spots. So I think their objective here is for people not to drive to the stadium ever because well, either would, that or they're going to say if they must come in. We're gonna give them, we're gonna get a hundred bucks from them, right? Yeah. And so that's fine for people that are coming to visit Vegas that are coming over from the Strip. You can find ways to get here. It sucks for locals, like it sucks for you going to the Garth Brooks concert. It's gonna suck for me right. going to the right. Gold Cup final. Right. That oh Jesus, I've got to pay an extra hundred dollars. Right. Like that's gonna be. But don't you brutal. think NFL fans will? NFL it fans just seems will, like the but, one event yeah. in any stadium that people who know the NFL just may not like it, but they at least accept, 
I'm going to pay a lot to go to an NFL game. NFL fans absolutely will, but they it's will do it. The other events this no, yeah, stadium I mean, is supposed to hold is what's going to suck. Like, yeah. hey, let's. You want to go to the Las Vegas Bowl this year? Cool, we got you tickets. You paid a hundred bucks for a ticket. Oh, it's a hundred dollars now to park and go. Everything you've paid for is now double. I could park four cars just off the interest Garth Brooks has earned on my tickets <laughs> in the pandemic. The as, as I kept looking at my tickets, saying, "How much money is this dude pulling in the on the interest of I, my tickets?" I could bring four cars that place. And make it up by the interest that that guy has on my tickets. All right, coming up next, <laughs> Jason Fitz joins the show. Maybe. Is Tyler a know-it-all? Can you prove him wrong? Call the Press Box voicemail and let us know. 702-720-4678. The man does not like pie or syrup on his pancakes. No clue why we're talking to him, but... It is time for our weekly visit with ESPN's Jason Fitz. It is not time for our weekly visit with Jason Fitz. Stood up twice this week. Oh, Jason. Might gonna... be calling. He might be calling. We never know. We, we got to keep him. an eye. We got him. Um, okay. I do want to bring this up for you. Uh, I have a friend that sent me a screenshot here from the Golden Knights team store. They are selling the banners that were used to block off seats during Golden Knights games before they were allowed to have 100% capacity. Okay, when you first said that, I thought of like huge ones that block off seats. This is these are the smaller ones where you just can't sit in that seat when they socially distance everyone. Yeah, it's wrapped all the way around oh, the seat, so it's maybe ten bucks each, maybe ten feet. But it's yeah, ten dollars. Those things will sell out in about two seconds. They probably already are. <laughs> they probably now. already are yeah. sold out. Would you want a banner? They'll sell anything. Oh, sell anything. <laughs> was it, was it after year one they were selling people's like used equipment? They did. They just, they just did that. They had a sale somewhere. I can't remember what but equipment. Yeah. Like team, like practice worn stuff. Oh, from their players. Yeah, yeah. You can. And, get, oh, that doesn't surprise. And you it'll be get, like it'll be like guys that were like at rookie camp or like at training uh, camp. I'm sure they sold it out. Yeah, like oh, you, yeah. you get Brandon Peary's jockstrap in yeah. this town. Hell, Brandon Peary is one of like the five yeah. best players you could get there. Like I mean, guys you never heard of. No question, that sold out. Yeah, like That's, Dylan Sakura, you could have probably bought his jersey or something from training camp. Ten bucks like on these that. banners, they'll sell out. Yeah, easy. Um, That's like that. I mean, in this town, they sell anything. I just, can't, sell wait, anything. I just can't wait till so, like we're driving on the two fifteen, and you look over at someone's neighborhood, and there's a freaking banner just on yeah. the back of their house. You can hang. They can hang it up like your Baylor flag that almost tore down yeah. your house. What happened to that Baylor flag? It's in the garage waiting for next year. Waiting for next football. year? Well, no, football. Football season will be up on Saturdays. Do you hang it up for football yeah, season? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, because the, because, yeah, cause the guy across the street hangs his Nebraska one. we got to go dueling, uh, dueling uh, flags. And then we have someone Man, down the street. What a, with, we have someone down the street with Michigan. It's a, I have a weird, what a sad street yeah, of college a, football. Yeah, I have a My weird God. neighborhood of, of flags. Like, I've never lived in a neighborhood with a lot of flags, but now... Everyone seems to have a flag for the team that the I guess their kids. It's not any good. Uh, yeah, those are three bad <laughs> football. <laughs> yeah, who tweeted it? Somebody tweeted a graphic yesterday. It was like these are all the teams that haven't won a bowl game in the last five years. It's Baylor in it? Uh, I don't remember. UNLV's on it, but so is Michigan well. and Nebraska. <laughs> <laughs> I, so. I don't know. I've seen a lot of banners. Oh, we have another one on the other street. Well, not only do they have a BYU flag. Their back court is a BYU basketball court. Like they have, you know, the outdoor courts, the rubber courts or whatever, like they have, and the entire thing is like the BYU logo. They had it painted for BYU. So 
That went to another level. Wait, they've got a basketball court? Yeah, yeah half, right. half court, like a sport court. Like like sport in court. their front yard? No, backyard. Oh, backyard. backyard. No, backyard sport court, but it is literally, go the, it, it is painted like you're at the Marriott Center in BYU. I'm like going to go live there. Yeah, that. like, yeah, your neighborhood sounds way nicer. Yeah. No wonder there's no Alabama flags. Well, no, no, I was going to say it sounds nice, but I'm None like... None of the houses can be moved with a trailer. I'm like 95% sure my HOA doesn't allow flags, largely because not a single person in my neighborhood ever has a flag, not even like an American flag. Not even an American flag, like a 4th no. of July? Yeah. So like wow, we have a lot of those on 4th of July. A lot, yeah. of, a lot of patrons. What's your, your HOA over here is allowing flags. I mean, maybe they don't know. And that's a weird – it's a good thing you said that because the HOA must allow it because a lot of people have flags. Or maybe on maybe they take football and basketball days off and they never, like, drive through the neighborhood at that point and we don't have people turning each other in. <laughs> I had a basketball – I had a, a basketball uh, hoop out for my son when he was younger, and I got turned in on that, which I, I never found out who turned me in on that one. And then we had to take it to the back. Uh, but – yeah, we, we can hang up in pretty much anything, and yet the one time, I think I told you about this, when we get the new HOA people, when I put the, the trash can for the recyclables not totally behind the fence, and they oh. put it like right, but remember that? Yeah, they took the picture, they got, a, they got a nasty, took the nasty, picture. nasty uh, picture, for, or nasty letter from me. The pictures are great. Do not take a picture of my car and driver's <laughs> line. Do not do that. Yeah, I never heard back from them. Uh, oh, the pictures from the HOA are great. Have you yeah. ever gotten one? Yeah, ours was we had a dead tree in the front yard. And they take the picture. They took a picture and they said, please replace the tree. And it was like, our HOA says you guys take care of that. And yeah, we had to replace the tree. Wow. <laughs> I just, you, you're driving around and you know, you, you're looking for, you're not driving around. What you're a you're job. specifically driving around specifically to look for people I making want mistakes. That job. Oh my God! The pictures you'd send out—you'd oh, send out like hundred pictures amazing. a day. You send out hundred. I mean, pictures I come on the radio to tell people mistakes they've made. <laughs> I get to drive around and take pictures and send them to them. Oh, Say, well, look I'd at this send, bum. I'd send you some letters back. Oh, I want to be. I I hope your HOA <laughs> security guy, whatever the hell they are, I hope he listens to this. I was listening right now, and he's like Baylor flag. Yeah, I'll be on the lookout <laughs> yeah, for yeah, that. Yeah. Well, go get Nebraska. He's a, he's a, he's a, he's a, or, or, well, I guess it's in the backyard with the BYU court. So I guess in the backyard, you can do what you want. I mean, no one's looking at it and no one's seen it. Ours is as long as you can't see it is basically the rule. Now they can see our trash cans technically from the road. Like we have them by our gate. So they could be seen. You don't have to take your trash cans behind the gate. We're supposed to, to. we're supposed to, but they don't, they apparently don't care too much about that one. So, cause they, yeah, we, I mean, in our HOA, it's like, you can only have your trash can out like. 12 yeah. hours before and 12 hours 12 hours after. after when their pickup is. People, like, bring them in the next trash day, fill it up, and take it <laughs> Are back you serious? out. Yeah, it's like, you'll be, like, today's our trash day. You'll be driving around on Wednesday, Thursday, but, like, the trash can's still out and empty. Like, it's, it's what do you do? It's great. I'll throw my dog's poop in there whenever I'm walking. So, oh, God. Yeah, that's great. HOAs are wonderful. Um, all right. <laughs> so. <laughs> what is today's show? It's a great show. Uh, so a story in the Washington Post says the NFL is expected to keep its locker rooms closed to reporters when teams report to training camp and begin playing preseason games this summer. Uh, a sign that restrictions placed on sports media during the coronavirus pandemic might stretch into the fall or beyond. Will the NFL ever open its locker room to reporters again, or will we be on Zooms for the rest of time? I think more the latter because I think, as we said all along, the NFL can do whatever it wants because it knows it'll get covered. I told you in the break, I've heard from two people who cover the NHL that Gary Bettman is on on record saying we will have media in the locker rooms next year. 
in the NHL, that they will return. I want people in the locker room. And I think as much as I have a problem with Bettman on a lot of things, I think he understands in terms of his league that they need coverage on a daily basis. It's still in, in some parts of the country, a niche league. But the NFL understands that we can do anything you want to you people. You're going to cover our league because we're the NFL. So I think for the foreseeable future, we won't be in locker rooms in the NFL. The other sports, I think we will. I, I don't think in the NFL because the NFL knows they don't have to. I know I've seen some baseball reporters that have there's there's like a plexiglass thing, but they are like face to face. They're they're within. The, I think they have to stay in the stands. Stay, yeah, yeah, stay in like, the stands. Yeah, they're yeah. there. Like they're close to them. Yeah. It's not on Zoom. Um, I, NBA wise, I think the only there's Zoom. everything Zoom Everything's except Zoom. like the post game yep. interview on TV, but they're like in the stands, just talking through a microphone. So uh, like last night when they had Devin Booker, yeah. he's ten feet away, and yeah, yeah exactly. So. The NHL would be the first if they did it right now because everybody, well, I guess baseball I mean, he says is next back, season, but, which is what, October? Yeah. I, I it's Here's the thing that's going to be strange from the standpoint is when we get to the fall, everything's going to be at 100%. Like all our all our sporting events are going to be back to 100% capacity by the time. Golden Knights I mean, tonight are Yeah, it is, it is right now in a lot, yeah, of places, a lot of places. But by the time we get to the fall, it looks like everything is going to be on track to be 100% capacity and they're still going to have them do zoom press conferences, which will just be more of a, Hey, we're using the pandemic to continue this, even though it's not necessary anymore. If there's any sport uh, and uh, you know, the, the length of seasons are different in other words, which do you think? Cause I think it's hockey because I have read some comments from younger hockey players saying we'd love the media to be in here. Cause we always thought that was part of being in the NHL. You'd skate, you'd come in, the media would come in, you'd have relationships with the media, but which sport, and I think it's hockey, do you believe the athletes would more want media in the locker room? I think it's hockey. I, I, I just think it is. I just think that they have a more sense of this is what it means to be in the top level. You have media come in on a daily basis. Yeah, probably hockey. Um, baseball might be there because it's an everyday thing. Like, it's, right. there's, you play a game every day. Right. So, they like, I mean, you talk to the manager, what, every single day in the dugout before. Before and after. Yeah. yeah. Gee, poor baseball yeah. managers. Yeah. But they talk every day. Maybe baseball because there's a level of it being every single day there's a game and every single day, you know, what? not every player, but somebody talks. So, probably yeah. those, not the NBA and not the NFL. Not the NFL for sure. Yeah. Gruden, could never, Gruden could never be a baseball manager. <laughs> Never be that boy. He would he would lose his mind. Um, I don't think the NFL. Someone put it on. Uh, you probably saw it this Twitter thing yesterday, where because of uh, what Osaka done at the did at the French Open and dropping out. Um, that I think the number was ninety five percent or ninety percent. If they didn't have to talk NFL players, they would be out the door in a second and would never talk if they didn't have to. People countered that. It's like no, it wouldn't be that high. There would be guys who would stay around. I don't know if it's. I don't know. I think they might be out. Well, it was Mike Florio, pro football. Was that talk. who? Was that who put he was that saying out there? The opposite. He was saying ninety-nine percent of players would talk. Oh, which Ooh, I don't know. Ninety-nine no. percent. No, no, not if they don't have to. Ninety-nine percent don't talk now if they have to. No, like. no. I thought it was the other way. So he said ninety-nine percent would stay. He he was no his chance. argument was there's no need to force athletes to talk to the media. Ninety-nine percent no will way. do it anyway. No way. Ninety-nine yeah. percent. No chance. They, I, they might talk to the media like individually. Like they may like if you're like, oh hey, how's it going, Derek? And he may say something to you, Ed. But I don't think he'd sit there and just be like, all right. Oh, do the scrum. Fielding all questions. Do the scrum. Yeah. yeah, right. Yeah. Like the like the, the Naomi Osaka thing and and like sports media and and talking to the media. 
The problem is press conferences. Press conferences are much less effective at getting good answers and like establishing relationships. Oh, absolutely. But yeah. the problem is, is even before the pandemic, it's the most efficient way for teams to have every media member ask a question. Like when you bring a guy to a podium, sit him down, and everybody raises their hand, that's the most efficient way to do it. You can't give everybody a one-on-one. You can't give everybody a chance to sit down and talk to the manager one-on-one afterwards or sit down and talk to a player afterwards. You have to do it in a post-game press conference thing because a lot of people are going to have the same question. Well, that's why the two people afterwards you know goes in a press conference are the head coach and the quarterback. Yeah. Carr, goes, Carr doesn't do things at his locker other than a right. Thursday practice. After games, he's in front of a podium. Everyone else is at their locker. Right, because that's the most efficient way to do right. it, but it's also like the least... There's no relationship built between that. It's no. ask a question, they give a statement back. There's no conversation right. to be had like you get with some with a one-on-one. If you go talk to an athlete in the locker room one-on-one that nobody else is doing, you have a genuine conversation, and that's what you lose when you do these yeah. press conferences. And that's what athletes hate, and honestly, it's what journalists probably hate too for the Absolutely. most part. Absolutely. Like every Absolutely. single media member would rather yeah. have a one-on-one, yes. but that's not an efficient way to do it when there's 20, 30 people that want to talk to the same few people. So, All right, coming up next... We need a new sharp. Joshua had the Yankees yesterday. Garrett Cole let him down the raise one. We do have a jersey to give away with this. Now, you got to get at least eight in a row right to tie Ron. But if you think you can pick eight straight days, you will win a jersey. So 702-364-1100 is the number if you'd like to be our sharp. It's Friday, so you have the whole weekend to pick from. 702-364-1100. Please don't pick the Knights. It's time to find the sharp. Brought to you by PropSwap, where smart sports bettors buy and sell sports bets. Go to PropSwap.com today and find the very best odds. All right, James is our sharp now. Again, uh, eight in a row is the number to tie. If you can beat that, you'll get a free jersey. But it's a mystery jersey, not telling you what it is. All right, James, you can pick anything from the weekend. Where would you like to go with your pick? Uh, I'm going to go with Brooklyn Knights minus four and a half. Um, all right. So they play tomorrow against Milwaukee. All right. So we got you in. We'll give you, uh, I see four. So we'll give you Brooklyn minus three and a half. Brooklyn minus three and a half. That's okay. dope. All right. So Brooklyn minus three and a half in game one against the Bucks tomorrow. Good luck, James. Thank you. All right. So there is James. You guys. What what are you looking at? Okay, okay, hold on. Nothing, nothing. Nope, we're not going to go there. Let's uh, let's right. move on. Okay. okay. Right. You didn't use his nickname. I noticed that. I'm not going to call him Old Murder. I don't know. I don't was know that what a, that is. Was that a sharp with a name that starts with the letter J? Yeah, yeah. yeah. It was James. All right. <laughs> are you excited for Lights FC's home opener, Ed? Is it Saturday? It's Saturday. Yeah. Well. Group hope, hope, they, hope they have a, a great crowd and um, playing Tacoma, the Defiance. Uh, so need a win, need a win to get this season going, right? That would be ideal. It'd be ideal to get. Are they? Have they played three? Three? Uh, they are zero and four. Oh, four. Okay. Okay. Yes. Yeah, they need a win. You have a Toyota, right, Ed? Never Honda. Darn it. I was going to say, we could None go, of us we, have a Toyota. We could go as a group, park for free. You can pay off your lunch. It's $50 for all you can drink. I'd be happy with that. <laughs> that would be your lunch? <laughs> so, all right, here, here are the promotions that Lights FC have. They still have the pitch side pools, obviously, but two of the new ones. I'll find <laughs> us all speedos. That will, that will work this weekend. It's going to be 106. <laughs> if you have a Toyota, 
you can park your car on the field behind the benches and watch the game from there. Okay. So, like, at Cashman, obviously, it was a baseball field, so there's a lot of empty grass. Yes, a lot lot of room. Uh, You know, right field is not where they play the actual soccer game. That's where the benches are. You can park your Toyota right behind the benches. I think it's like 10 or 12 or something they're allowing out there and watch the game from your car right behind the benches. Also, there's another ticket package that is up in the, like, second deck, like where the club seating is, but then there's also, like, a terrace patio thing Mm -hmm. you can be outside. $50 is the ticket, and it's all you can drink, uh, Estrella. Okay. So 50 bucks, but you can drink as much beer as you possibly per can during a soccer game. Yes, per person, okay. 50 bucks. So I think I can do it. Do what? We didn't set a number on how many you could drink. Would Shalise have just. I think cl- I'll take the over. Would Shalise have just climbed in a Toyota and not gone all the way into the stands? Shalise might have climbed in a Toyota and run the ref over. <laughs> he might have actually. <laughs> well,. Uh, well, are you doing any of this? Are you still a season ticket holder? I'll just be in my normal seats for this game. The pool? Yeah. No, not, that's not my normal <laughs> seats, unfortunately. No. I'm sure at some point I'll get I'll get back in the pool. I don't have a Toyota. I don't okay. even know anybody that has a Toyota. I so. do not know anyone with a Toyota. Yeah. I, I, had a, I drove a Toyota Highlander in Denver. Oh, Jesus. Oh, boy. <laughs> so they put you in a large vehicle. <laughs> yes, yes, exactly. You're going to have to go drive that. When you go back for game five, drive that Toyota down so we can go park it All at right, the so lights. We can park it, yeah. yeah. Well, maybe don't how good is the, How good is the Tacoma Defiance? Normally, they suck. This year, they're actually off to a good start. So okay. It's a winnable game, though. It's winnable. <sighs> I don't know. Ed, they got outshot 41-10 to 10 in a game oh. earlier this year. Uh, they Not going to win many doing that. They they lost last week into San Diego. San Diego was zero and four before that game. So so they're, so they're everyone's get right game. Yeah. Um. So winnable. Yeah. So you, what's happening here? Where are I the players know. on loan? Not that know. good. I mean, what I is going on? That, okay. Lights FC in its history. Chalice was the first coach. Chalice said before he even started, he didn't know how good the USL was. He was like, I don't know how good any of these teams are. He brought in yeah, a bunch of old guys that he had coached before, before right. and they weren't good enough. And Chalice even mentioned, yeah, this league was better than I thought. Chalice was gone. Eric Winalda came in, and Eric Winalda's first his first plan was a bunch of guys, and my criticism of it was none of these guys have played at the USL level or higher. And his players, the team, the team wasn't good enough. So, like two years were they in a college row, college kids. Yeah, they were like the amateur level. But two hey, years in a row, the team wasn't good enough. By Crystal Palace. Then, then last year, Frank Yallop took over in the middle of the pandemic, and it was you know well, that was, yeah, was. But two years in a row, basically the coaches didn't put together a roster good enough. This year's team, they've had like five guys that have played major league soccer yeah, games. Before. I don't get it. That have played for this team, and they still like they're not even competitive in most of these games. It's it's unreal how bad they are. Because there are other USL teams also barring from the MLS. I mean, yes, but not to the level where Lights FC are are not where they get outshot forty one to ten. Right? Like it'd be one thing if okay, you know, you're not good, like you're not a good team, but they've been like an embarrassment in every game. Like the only last week, San Diego was the first time they weren't like embarrassed. They give up a game winner in like the eighty something minute, but like. They're not good, and it doesn't make any sense. Like they have guys that have actually played at the USL level or higher by barring those guys, and they suck. They'll win. That's a shame.